The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate life direction with Mitch Lewis, who is an astrologer. It seems like I've been interviewing a lot of astrologers these days, but um, there are so many things that can be done with astrology. And Mitch tends to specialize in medical astrology, financial astrology, yes, please, and murder. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Thank you for joining me today, Mitch. It's so good to see you. Nice to see you, Kristen. So medical astrology, well, let's start with that because there are three buckets I really want to talk to you about in terms of what you do with astrology. So medical astrology, can you tell us a bit about what that is? Well, I've been doing astrology for decades, obviously. Yeah, 40 years. Uh, right from the beginning, I, uh, I found that I had a connection to medical astrology, my chart implies that. Um, but I, but Christy, I I'm a workhorse. I believe. I mean, I'm also a, a musician. I made my living playing piano for many years. And uh, when I studied piano, I played six hours a day. In fact, my friends used to kidnap me, tell me we were going out for pizza, and drive me up to New Hampshire for the weekend because I wouldn't leave the piano. But I brought a guitar with me, so I had something. I do the same thing with whatever I throw myself into. Uh, and with medical astrology, it's the same thing. I don't believe in separating astrology from life. Right. All that should be used interconnected with whatever it is that you're doing. Not You can't just read an astrology book and decide, oh, now I understand Saturn square Mars means this. Or I can show you 10 charts with Saturn square Mars. And each of those people respond to it differently. So with medical astrology, I also study nutrition, anatomy. I keep up on the new medications that doctors are pushing or the 
pharmaceutical companies are shoving down our throats, so to speak. And there is a connection. Well, for one thing, I feel that we live on three levels. We live on the physical, the psychological, and the spiritual. And each of those three levels are connected, of course. That's what makes up our soul, our being. And if there's a problem in someone's body, uh, I use the chart first and foremost to try and figure out exactly what the origin of that problem is. For example, it could be genetic. You simply were born with the type 1 diabetes and, you know, you now have to deal with, with it and how you decide to, to uh, medicate it and so on. But it could be psychological or spiritual, karmic, if you will. I'll give you a good example. I go on coast to coast AM frequently. I've been on the show for many years. And uh, I did a, a session with George one night. The show in, in New York runs from 1 to 5 in the morning. So I, I'm, I'm usually doing it from 1 to 3 in the morning, sometimes from 3 to 5 in the morning. <clears throat> and if I don't fall asleep during the show, I consider it a success. Anyway. I did a, a show with George on medical astrology and healing. And of course, afterwards, I got you know, 80 readings come, come in. Everybody wants to know the answers. And one person uh, called me, uh, and she had issues, and I had done the notes on the chart. And I said to her, well, you have a problem with your neck or your back, don't you? She said, yes, my neck. I said, it's vertebrae. She said, yeah. I said, let me ask you something. Is your mother dead? She said, yes. I said, she died of back problems. She said, oh, my God, how can you possibly know that? I said, well, that's what I do. And I said to her, and, and you sat next to your mother's bed for how long while she was dying? She said, three years. And I said, and you weren't in therapy, were you? She said, no. And I said, and now your mother's dead. How, how, what finally killed her? She said, the doctors, they over-medicated. I said, and you sat there for three years like this, absorbing all of the pain and the guilt and the tension and the fear. And where did it go? It went right into the part of the body that, where, that your mother had her issues. Right. And this showed up very clearly in the charts. This, I said to her, first thing, the, the damage had been done in her body. You can't wave a magic wand over an astrology chart and heal somebody. But I said, look, you have to deal with the deterioration of your vertebrae. But the first thing I suggest to you is that you get into therapy. Your mother does not want you to be in pain. You feel bad. You absorbed all of this karma. And, and it, had you been in therapy, no, I don't think there's a magic bullet for anything, Christy. We have to work on ourselves. But if you are doing the work on yourself, you can heal amazing things. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had, unfortunately, I've lost many friends in the last number of years. Uh, we are in a, we, we, we're a fairly ill society. Uh, the stress and the tension and the pollution and the aggravation and the worries and everything else, they're, they're creating a, 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 a uh, an epidemic of cancer 
kind of uh, type 2 diabetes and heart problems and circulatory problems and issues with the body and inflammation and all of that. And it takes a lot to, it takes a real desire, first of all, uh, to, to keep yourself balanced and to keep the chi moving through the body in a proper way. Now, we all, you can't, I, I always tell my clients, you have two choices. You can get older or you can get old. Nobody's getting younger. If they can invent that world, that merry-go-round that goes backwards, I would jump on it and come back at 25. I would, I would probably screw it up again. But so if you choose to slow the aging process down, you can do it. Nothing, something's going to get you at the end. Maybe it's the M15 bus turning too fast. All right. But between now and then, I don't want to be in pain. There's no reason for most of the pain that we absorb. We do it because, well, I'm angry and I didn't get the raise I wanted and my relationship broke up or my children don't love me or who knows, whatever it might be. And as I go through this, you know, when I do the medical astrology and I get a lot of, obviously, a lot of clients uh, for it. Uh, I do less lecturing on that subject than I used to because my my fear is that people will take little tidbits and think that they can heal anybody. And that's not the way it, it's done. It has to be done more uh, correctly. But when I was doing more webinars, and I probably will be doing them again because I get so many requests for them, and I do want to teach Whatever my knowledge is, I want to give it before I go off to the next adventure, whatever that may be. Um, and I, I have so many uh, friends and clients and, you know, co-workers who have succumbed to different kinds of ailments. And I can show very clearly in the chart, in the natal chart, if, if the issue is not in the natal chart, it's very rare that it will show up in your body. If it's there, however, and you are aware of it, you can work to prevent it. Right, right. Through diet, through other interventions such as that, through exercise, through, you know, those types right. of things. Absolutely. Right. Lifestyle, lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices. And it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't tell people what they should or shouldn't eat. I tell them that if you, in America, the food supply is poison. They did a, a, a study on wines grown in California. And they found that every single wine that they tested, including the organic ones, have Roundup in them because it's been used out there for so many years that when you know a company or a couple get together and decide they want to grow organic wines they're growing it in the soil where the roundup is already there and there's less in these products than there is in the ones that spray this poison but it's all over the place 
And even if you buy organic, there's no guarantee that those blueberries you're getting from Peru really are organic. You hope for the best. Uh, but by making those choices, you can at least limit some of the issues that, that happen. I had a client recently had all kinds of problems, autoimmune problems, uh, inflammation. And I'm looking at her chart and I said to her, do you eat a lot of fish? Yeah, I don't eat meat. I eat mostly fish. I said, and you eat a lot of deep sea fish, swordfish, salmon, uh, cod, tuna. I said, you you have a mercury. You have mercury poisoning. And she went and she had it tested, and she has mercury. They are now in the process of removing it, uh, which is a long, drawn out thing, but but it can be done. Mm. Uh, in, in medical astrology, we speak of Chiron. Chiron is not an asteroid. It's mis totally misunderstood. It's a burnt out comet that got caught in our, in the orbit around our sun. And where the asteroid belt is between Mars and Jupiter, Chiron sits between Saturn and Uranus. Saturn in are what we call the personal planets or the inner planets. Saturn is the, the bridge there. And the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and the trans-Pluto planets, as they get discovered, that is that has more to do with the collective. Well, Chiron has a great deal to do with our connection between the personal and the collective. And what I find is that when Chiron is very active in someone's chart, and there is a medical issue, in Chiron, I don't pay much attention to the other asteroids. I consider them minor issues. You really want to do an, a medical astrology in particular. You look at that chart. You study that chart and the, the major illuminaries that we consider the sun, moon, mercury, Venus, Mars, etc. But Chiron <clears throat> often shows up <clears throat> in someone's chart when they are responding to an environmental problem. They live next to a garbage dump or in a part of the city that's extremely polluted or the water supply isn't particularly healthy or, or you know, those kinds of issues. And when I see the Chiron there, that rings a bell to me. Now, I don't believe that one aspect decides everything. That, that's a silly way to look at astrology. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a, an idea for classes in a book called Holistic Astrology. Yeah. Have to see the whole chart. Right. Not, not just say, well, you have Mars and Capricorn, therefore, again, I consider that a, a misuse of astrology. Um, and that's why it takes decades to be a really good astrologer. I mean, there are some people who are very precocious. <clears throat> they study. Uh, my brother was like that. He studied astrology six months, a year. He was giving readings already. Doesn't mean he was the astrologer that he has become through the years. But he was precocious enough to understand the basics. Today, people study for a year. They read a half a dozen books. And they put up a website and charge a fortune for readings. They're incompetent. They have no reason. To, it's no right. No right to do that. But astrology is an unregulated career. Right. 
So when it comes to the to the medical stuff, I also take into account, like I like I said before, where the issue began. If it's psychological, well, that's a good place for you to start. If it's karmic, which implies past lives, and of course we can't prove past lives. You can believe whatever you want to believe. And everybody has ever come to me after having a past life reading told me they were a king, they were a queen, they owned four apartment buildings, they were a general. Nobody was ever, you know, a slave or a serf or, you know. Um, that's not what it's about. It's about the soul. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do for a living. I care how you treat animals and people. That's the difference. Right. So sometimes the issue is so deep-rooted that any superficial attempt to heal it will fail. You need to get deeper into where this issue began. Right. Oh, I have problems. I know a lot of people with di digestive issues are one of the main aspects happening to them. Right. An, inf an inflammation in the body. Well, as I study the person's chart and I talk to them about it, <clears throat> I say to them, you have to change your diet. And you have to do more exercise and breathing exercises. And uh, a little, you know, I have several clients who are immensely wealthy business people. And I have to fight with them to take a vacation. I don't have time. What are you, crazy? And I say to them, what good are you going to be to anybody if you die? Or if you get sick and you can't run your business? And then I finally convince them to get away for a week. They come back and they're always so happy. Oh, my God. Like couples who are having a problem, I say to them, you have to take vacation. They say, we can't afford to. I say to them, you can't afford not to. So this, this is the way that I approach uh, the body and the astrology of it is trying to figure out where the problem began, what the best solution is for it, and what it is that the person wants, expects, and is willing to do to make it happen. You know the old joke, how many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? The answer is one, but the light bulb has to really change. So, questions? Ah, no, this is great. Good stuff. That <clears throat> it's just, I find it so interesting that we have these things kind of preloaded into our chart. And of course, myself as a Reiki master and a hypnosis practitioner, I deal with past lives, yes, and also healing hypnosis. And it's just fascinating all the things that go into the mystery of the human body. So, you know, Western medicine looks at just like tiny pinhole into the body. There's so much more it, that goes into it. We're going to, back to the cause, back to the origin, what created it, and the emotional, perhaps karmic things that go into it. But, you know, why, why? Well, okay, that does lead me to a question. Like, what do you think? What is your take as an astrologer? Why we preload these things into a chart? Why we well, one thing we when we talk about past lives, 
Mm-hmm. We, I believe that we pick our parents. Right. Or more to the point, we have lessons to learn. And so we, the soul looks for uh, an opening where they can learn those issues. Sometimes the issues are very painful and we have to go through all kinds of stuff with our parents or our siblings or whatever it might be. Yeah. But there's two, two things that come to mind. One is in, in Western medicine, as I like to say in my lectures, you have a doctor for your left foot and you have another doctor for your right foot. Exactly. That's not the way the body works. And they talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. You know, you'll be taking high blood pressure medication, let's say, which I think is poison unless you really, really need it. Right. Uh, and then you go to a doctor who says, well, you have blah, 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 a thyroid issue, or you got this, or you got that, and I'm going to give you another medication without even understanding how the medications work. Exactly. And that they can cause all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Now... One of the charts that I've used for a number of years in my lectures, I had a very dear friend who was an astrologer, but he didn't do medical astrology. And he asked me would I please do a reading for him because he was going to go to Europe with his wife and he's having back pains. And I took a look at the chart and I, I knew instantly, instantly what the problem was. And he said, you got to tell me the truth. I said, okay. First of all, you have to go and get a colonoscopy. Why? What do you see? Well, I don't tell people that I see cancer or heart disease. Go to your doctor. Right. But I do aim them in the direction that it has to be. Not only did I know that he had colon cancer, but I knew that it had spread to the liver. The reason that I knew that, to give you some of the astrologies for your listeners who understand the charts and whatnot, the eighth house, Pluto, Scorpio, rules the reproductive organs, and it rules the elimination of waste in the body. The colon, the erythra, the sweat glands, the tear ducts, any way that waste comes out of the body, that is Pluto's domain. America is going through its Pluto return. What that implies, and what we're looking at politically and socially and the rest of it, is that all of the infection that America has had is coming to the surface. Racism, anti-Semitism, xenophobia, fear, lying, all of this stuff. And I'm not going to get into political parties here. It's not. But but the point is, is that that's what Pluto is doing. It is bringing up to the surface Mm -hmm. all of these issues. If we do not deal with them, that infection will fester and destroy us. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing is true in the body. So this this friend of mine had a very, very uh, overactive eighth house. And it was in conflict and what he was going through at the time by transit, progression, and solar arc direction, simply exploding it. I knew exactly what it was. And Jupiter, which rules the liver. Now, okay, let me just finish this and then I want to make a point here. Uh, was so active that I knew it had spread. And in fact, he went to the doctor and the doctor told him if he had gone to Europe, he would have bled to death. So they did what they could do and they got another year or so out of life and and then he passed. 
And at the end, the last reading I gave him, so I used to go and visit him often and give him readings and, you know, goodies and whatever to help him out. I started doing the reading. He said to me, Mitchell, stop. I, I know I'm dying. He said, I, I don't care anymore. What can you see in my chart about my next Oh, wow. That sense of faith and belief, to this day, it wells up in me when I tell the story. It was so powerful a moment, and he was such a sweet man, and it really was rather sad how, how he went. But when we say that Jupiter rules the liver and Venus rules the kidneys and the sun rules the heart, and that's this much of medical astrology. Right. Because it all works together. Mm -hmm. It's all connected to the leg. Well, the liver works with the pancreas and the gallbladder and the kidneys and the colon and the stomach and the small intestines. And, and you can't separate. What you need to do is take the damn blinders off. People focus on detail. And there are times when the minutiae is what we should be looking at. But by stepping back a little and seeing the bigger picture of the chart of your life, of your body, whatever it is, even if you're working in business or look, finances, you know, money isn't good or evil. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with it. Yeah. And we live in a capitalist society. We don't live in an ashram. We eat a bowl of rice and you meditate all day. You want to buy stuff. You need a new pair of shoes. You want to take a vacation. You got to go to Whole Foods, or as we call it in New York, Whole Paycheck. Yeah, we do uh, too. Right. And and you've got to, you know, you got to take care of that and enjoy your life and help and do whatever. Right. So, go ahead. Well, finish that thought because that that leads me to a segue. So finish that thought. So the whole, the holistic approach to your life. Yeah. Some people have financial problems and it drains their body. Yeah. They're so worried they haven't slept in a month and a half. Why? Well, the rent's doing okay. You can't just snap your fingers and turn your feelings on and off. But by looking at it, uh, even when I'm doing financial work for my clients, and I have a lot of people call me up, what should I do? I, I don't know how to make a living or I, I'm my retirement fund. Well, I'm not going to trade your retirement fund for you. I'm sorry. I don't have the time. There isn't enough money in it. I can't do it. It's too much. You need a Series 7 license to trade certain things. It's, a lot of things go into it. But I will talk to them about rather mundane things. How much do you make? A month. Do you own your house or do you rent it? How much is your mortgage? What's your mortgage rate? I've had people call me up in the last couple of years. Everybody's afraid the world's ending. And I want to I want to pay off my mortgage because I'm so frightened. What's your mortgage rate? Three percent. I say you'd be out of your mind to pay it off. Take that money and buy AT&T stock and you'll get seven percent. So you can sit home in your underwear, watch television, and make 4% on your money. They don't think that way. This is not their, the way that, that their minds work. But you start putting things like that into order for people. There are ways right now for the first time in years 
bonds are worth holding. They're paying four and a half percent for a two-year bond. I just bought a bond for nine percent. Well, that's a different bond. You weren't buying you the corporate bond or it's a high bond. bond. Yeah, it's an high bond. Uh, but the point is, is that these things change, mm-hmm. which is why I do periodic webinars on the financial markets. Right, which was my segue to talk about the financial astrology. Okay. Now, that well, never obviously in one one podcast, Christy, we're not going to cover everything. So, you know, no, so. no, no, no. But I did want to like touch on on the financial stuff, Mitch, because that's I think that's important and it's on everybody's mind right now. It's very important, and it's very important to our psychological, spiritual, and physical health. Right. If I can't pay my bills, oh my God, I don't sleep. I my diet, I everything stinks. I I buy cheap, you know, crap to eat, and it's not the way to look at, at your life. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. Right. So one of the things, and there, look, there's also an awful lot of guilt in our society, there are people who live only for money, and there are people who think money is evil. I don't think either is, is the case. Mm-hmm. I think it's a tool like any other tool that we use. Of course I have to make a living. If I don't make a living, what good am I to my clients? Mm-hmm. Or anybody else? For that? But I'm not going to make a living stepping on anybody else. Yeah. I can't do that. And when I find somebody for whatever, in whatever situation it is, who I feel is doing that, I don't really want anything to do with it. Absolutely. No, many, many is energy is how I see it. It's an exchange of energy. 
Yes, but you know, I give you a piece of paper with Ben Franklin's face on it, and you give me a new pair of sneakers. Why? Because we agree that that's, you know, what we call fiat money. Well, then something like Bitcoin or Bitcoin comes along. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was created in the crash of 08. That's when Bitcoin started to trade. In fact, in fact, it was uh, in 2009 that made its first trade. And I have watched and I have been on coast to coast, <clears throat> like I said, and there were at least two times, one was recently, when I told George that Bitcoin was about to collapse. First time it dropped 75% of its value within weeks after I'd been on the show. And then this most recent one, when it ran up to $65,000 a coin, look, I have no problem with making a trade. If I had bought Bitcoin at 1000 and it ran up to 60000 I would have sold it. I would have gone to Miami for a week. I would have had a lovely time and, you know, and that's fine. But people who held on to it and refused to get out, because they are being told by other people. This is the way a pyramid scheme works. I buy something when it's low, and I convince you and all your friends to buy it. So the price goes up, and then I'm more and more, and they tell their friends, and the price goes up. And then if I'm smart, I take my piece out, or most of my piece out, put it on the sideline, then I don't care what happens to the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bitcoin has gone from 65,000 is now trading at 20. Can't tell you how many people lost every dime that they had on that. Okay. And so this is this has been seen in the charts then. Absolutely. Bitcoin was born. Give you a, a quick example. Financial astrology also takes many years because it's not just like you have to know you have to know how to buy and sell stocks. You have to know what you and and all this personal. It's not just on the personal level, right? That's right. It's not. It's the, got, first of all, people say to me, "What's my is my stock going to go up or down?" I say to them, eighty percent of the time, your stock will go up when the S and P's goes up, and nothing to do with you. It's much bigger than that. Exactly. So. One of the harshest aspects for the financial markets is a hard aspect between Saturn and any of the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, but mostly Uranus. I predicted the crash of 08 more than a year in advance within a week of its occurrence. Uh, very well uh, 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 proven, whatever the term is. Uh, and I was working in the Princeton Club doing a series of lectures for financiers who were fascinated by the astrology. And I knew it was going to crash because Saturn was in opposition to Uranus right on top of the New York Stock Exchange's Mars. Boom! Crash happens. Why? Well, Saturn is stability and structure and foundation. Uranus could care less about that. Uranus wants change. Radical. It's explosive. In mythology, Uranus controlled the heavens. He was the god that ruled the heavens. And he used to eat his children because he didn't want them usurping his power. The Greeks were very you know, interesting in their yeah. mythology. Yeah. Well, Saturn, or Cronus, as he's known in, in Greek, Cronus, where we get the term chronology, because Saturn and Cronus has to do with aging. Right. 
said, well, I don't really care for that too much. So he blew his father up, exploded. But Uranus is a god. So he continues to control the heavens, but now he's exploded. Well, when Uranus was discovered, it was called Herschel because it was discovered by the Herschel Observatory. So for many years, they had Mercury, Jupiter's, Venus, Mars, Saturn, Herschel. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, I can see that. So the astrologers studied the effects of Uranus in the charts. Now that they knew what it was and they knew its orbit, they could map it. And they recognized the fact that Uranus is incredibly explosive. What name should we give it? Uranus. Because in mythology, Uranus is exploded. There you go. So now it's called Uranus. Right. And when Uranus and Saturn are in conflict, it shows a shakiness in the markets. Well, right now we have Saturn squared Uranus. In fact, it's going to complete very near a full moon eclipse on election day in a week. Oh, snap. Okay. Oh, it's going to be very nasty. Very, very nasty. There's a full moon eclipse that's the sun opposite the moon with Uranus conjunct the moon and Saturn squaring over that. Yeah. And Mars in squared to Neptune, which creates great fear and misunderstanding and confusion. And it's going to be a mess. Well, and of course, we're recording this before, and I'm, I'm assuming that you're saying the midterm elections, November 8th, 2022. Yes, but I'm not predicting how they're going to turn out. I have my feeling. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of surprises, is what I think. That's what I'm hearing. And, but I'm hearing that the, the, the tensions and the climate is going to be very, very difficult then. It could be violent. Oh, that's what it I'm... Could really spill over into street violence. That is Look what... what just happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. And yet you have Elon Musk retweeting an article from a conspiracy theory rag written in Santa Monica claiming that he was involved in a sexual thing with a young man. And one of my friends told me about that. And I said to, I said to her, he's 82 years old. Right. Do you think he's involved in a sexual anything with anybody? I mean, it's possible. They say that Moses could continue to have babies into his hundreds. But for the most part, that's not what's on most 82-year-olds' minds. But what do I know? Well, and that he come, this man burst into this house saying, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? It doesn't sound like he's looking for anything but revenge or mayhem. Christy, there are conspiracy theories out there oh, who, not, who don't believe this. It's they believe whatever crap is written and whatever is, is, is told to them, they will buy into it. Exactly. So, and this is what Saturn Uranus aspects often create. The crash of 08 happened because American banks were involved in a terrible, terrible Ponzi scheme. You, have, you make $30,000 a year, and they would give you a mortgage on a $750,000 house. Right. If you could live to be 200, you could never pay off that mortgage. They were then taking those mortgages and packaging them in what they were calling securities, forgive the air quotes. 
Those securities were then sold to pension funds, to other governments. After the crash of 08, what they called pigs, Portugal, Italy, Greece, Spain, D-I-G-S, as well as Italy and Iceland and several other countries, almost went bankrupt because these securities they had bought were worthless. So in the middle of this, they create Bitcoin. Bitcoin has Saturn opposite Uranus in its natal chart. It is volatile, unpredictable, and unstable. Now, does that mean that all cryptocurrency is going to be that way? I don't know. Maybe at some point they'll figure out a way to regulate it. Right now, I see absolutely no reason for them to exist. Mm -hmm. The only only people that are using it, to a large extent, are for nefarious reasons. Okay? Interesting. And uh, to believe, I've had this argument with several financial astrologers. They say to me, Bitcoin is going to be the future. The money is going to disappear. It doesn't exist anymore. I say, really? What's Bitcoin worth? Well, it's worth whatever, say $50,000 a coin. No, 50000 I say, 50000 what? They say, what do you mean? $50,000. Exactly. And if there's no dollars, what do you think Bitcoin is worth? You can't eat it. You can't date it. It's not going to take care of you in your old age. It's a a commodity like anything else. If it's a legitimate commodity, it will find its place somewhere if there is a reason for it to exist. Anyway, so that's just an example. But this is the way I look at financial, medical, even day-to-day relationship issues. The same, it's different because every issue has its own definition and its own perspective. But if you're in a marriage that isn't serving you any purpose, uh, you either have to change that marriage or you've got to find the exit. Now, let me ask you, um, inflation is kind of a hot word right now and everybody's up in arms about all inflation. And so what's going on in in the skies and the planets? To put things in perspective, Christy, I did a webinar that's Available on my website. You yeah, it's on your website. MitchAstro.com. Yep. M-I-T-C-H-A-S-T-R-O.com. In the show notes. You mm-hmm. can uh, sign up for that. It's a few bucks. <clears throat> and it's a two-hour plus webinar. And I go through inflation, recessions, the stock market, the history of it all. It's a very long involved, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Let's put things in perspective. Inflation in this country right now is hovering around 8%. In Turkey, it's 70%. Exactly. In Venezuela, it's 60 to 70%. Argentina, the same thing. Russia, Hungary, there are places around the globe, even in in England, it's above 10% right now. Mm -hmm. So inflation is not a local issue. Joe Biden did not increase the price of eggs to get back at you. He had nothing to do with it. The government has very little. All they can do is use the tools that they are using. Now, the last time we had massive inflation was in a period 
between 1967 and 1982. <clears throat> and the stock market went like this for 16 years. Every time it tried to make a new high, it failed. Tried to make a new high, it failed. For the long, long period of time, until 1982, finally started a new bull market. The reason why inflation was so high at that period was because of oil. The reason why inflation was high after the First World War, oil, supply chains. Second World War, oil, supply chains. Every time since then, oil, supply chains. Same exact problem. And at the end of the Second World War, all the troops came back, not just here, but all over the world. Millions and millions of young people, now they wanted what they couldn't get during the war. They wanted a house. They wanted the goodies. They wanted a new car. In 1940, uh, about a million and a half cars were built in America. In 1941 till 1945, less than a thousand cars were built. Because FDR went to the car companies and said, you are no longer making cars. You're making tanks, you're making planes, you're making bullets, you're making guns. We have to win this war. Well, when the war ended, oh my God, cars. This is why the 1950s and 60s was this great explosion of every company had its own design of cars and things. It was so exciting. Every you went to a new, you bought a new Dodge, you bought a Chevy, you bought, because this pent up desire. Well, in the 19, in 1973, there was an oil embargo. OPEC refused to send oil. What happens? Inflation shoots up to remarkable, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but huge, and watch the webinar. It's all there. I did all this homework. Somebody should watch it. Um, and then in 1979, the Iranian uh, uh, revolution took place. And again, oil stopped being produced and inflation shoots up again. What happens now? Russia invades Ukraine, and so there's no gas and no oil, and the price explodes, and inflation shoots up. But it only went to 8%, and a lot of economists, Nobel Prize-winning economists, believe inflation is going to be temporary. What the Feds are doing by raising interest rates right now didn't exist until Jimmy Carter. In 1979, he passed a law that allowed them to manipulate the interest rates. So we'll see what happens. Meantime, if you're paying attention to the stock market, in this last month, they had the best month in 30 years. Mm. So, oh, it's the end of the world. I'm going to vote for this party because the other one is, and all the rest of that nonsense. And then, and, I, and, and you know, you can't get hysterical because there's a little bit of inflation or because there may be a recession, which it looks less and less likely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So financial astrology. Yeah, another huge part of our lives that we need to pay attention to. And it's not even a personal thing. It's like up to global, I mean, the global influences, global pulls by the various planets. Yeah. Um, and so another bucket I wanted to talk to you about, Mitch, which just fascinates me is your murder mysteries. That is so fun. I know what everybody's getting for Christmas now. 
<laughs> Astrological murder mysteries. This sounds awesome. Well, I started publishing them. I started writing them. Uh, I don't remember, probably back in uh, 2008 or so. Uh, and it took me several years to find a publisher. Yeah. Interesting. I moved into a new building and I had my, my golden cocker spaniel, Goldie. And we would sit outside the building, and I love my doggy, miss it still. And the guy sits next to me with his dog. Hey, what do you do? I said, well, I'm an astrologer and a novelist. He said, really? Well, one of my best friends is, is a, a vice president at a big publishing company. So he introduces us, and the guy couldn't get me on his publishing company, but he got me to deal with Poison Pen Press who wrote, because as you can tell by the name, all they put out is murder mystery, Poison Pen. And uh, I published three books, Bing Bang Boom, uh, great reviews, nice sales, everything was doing well. And then they got bought up by another company. So you know, things are out of our, out of our, uh, 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 our control sometimes. I do have a fourth one that's ready to go. Uh, anyway, the, the murdered mysteries are called Murder in the 11th House, Death in the 12th House, Evil in the 1st House. Perfect. And the one that I'm just finishing now is Satan in the 2nd House. Oh. And people say to me, well, why, you know, why'd you start in the 11th House? Well, I didn't expect this to be a series. Oh, okay. Sure. I, I originally titled it, uh, uh, what did I call it? Uh, Blind justice. And my editor says to me, nobody's blind and there is no justice. You want to find <laughs> another title? He said, what about something astrological? So I said, well, I started, you know, and I said, how oh, about evil and, I mean, murder in the 11th house? Of course, the 11th house has to do with politics. The 10th house rules kings and dictators. The 11th house is elected officials. And there is, in the undercurrent of that first book, a political uh, uh, storyline. So I figured, what the hell, you know, I'll call it that. Well, they apparently they liked it so much that the second one, well, I've already started with this. Let's keep the thing going. How about, how about uh, Death in the Twelfth House? Well, that, that book has to do with rock and roll, the murder of three aging rock stars. And the Twelfth House, which is Pisces' house, was music. Then I came to the third book and I had a whole nother idea. In fact, the third book is about medical astrology. You might enjoy that one. Nice. Uh, and there's a real twist at the end, which I'm not going to tell you, obviously. No. Uh, so I called it Evil in the First House. Now I'm going around the Zodiac. I started at 11, 12, 1. This next one's 2. And then if I live long enough, I'll get all 12 of them done. And, you know. <laughs> you tell us about your protagonist because every great murder series has uh, their protagonist. David Lowell. David Lowell made a fortune trading commodities. My father, who was an author, always said to me, write about what you know. So I wrote about what I knew, trading commodities, and he made his money in oil. Uh, which I had been also predicting the rise. I, I predicted when oil was trading about $17 a barrel, I did this series of lectures at Princeton Club, 
over several years. And I started to predict that oil is going above $100 a barrel. I know they laugh at me that first year. Next year, it's trading in the 30s. They weren't laughing so much. Year after that, it's trading in the 50s. You couldn't get a seat. They gave me the biggest room at the Princeton Club. I think it was the James Madison room. Packed. All financiers. What is he? What did he say? What is he? And then it goes up and up and up and up. And it goes through because Pluto, which rules oil, entered Sagittarius, expansive and largest by Jupiter. And oil runs up to $140. Then Pluto enters restrictive Capricorn. Within weeks, it plummets to $40. It retrogrades back to Sagittarius, goes back up above $100. So she works. Right. Absolutely. So David Lowell, he is... He's, he's very wealthy. He right has a townhouse right. in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah. Well, his father was British. His mother came from Brooklyn. That's that's the someone you know. I don't Thank make love. a big thing about it, but and he he uh, well, I don't want to give you any spoilers as you read the books. I decided I did not want to give his whole biography in the first book. I wanted to feed it to my readers a yeah. little, and a little, and a little more, and they learn more and more about him. Any good series, yeah. Uh huh. So he's got a daughter who's a lawyer. Uh huh. Uh, he has a gal Friday, Sarah who has a shoe fetish. She's mm -hmm. a wonder. There's a wonderful people. You, you love them all. Uh, his guy, his uh, best friend and, and uh, cohort is Mort, who's a psychic. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, his, he's got a bodyguard and he's got an ex-wife who starts to come more and more into the picture. And uh, David and his wife had a terrible loss, uh, which you get into in the second and then the third book more. So I'm going to tell you what it is, but you know, you'll uncover it. And they're very easy reads. They really are. I love when people say to me, read your book in a weekend. When are you going to write another one? I said, it took you a weekend to write. I mean, to read, it took me two years to write. So I want to put it in perspective. <laughs> well, Dorothy, Dorothy Parker, a very famous writer from the 30s and 40s, said it best for all writers. She said, I hate writing, but I love having written. Yeah. Absolutely. It feels good to have it done. And so this protagonist is an astrologer and a detective. Nice combo. Yeah, he's he's got his detective agency and he's wealthy. So he can pick and choose who he wants to work for. Absolutely. And I, I like that concept because, like I said, money is a tool. What can you do with it if you have tens, hundreds of millions of dollars? You can change people's lives. You can make it better for them. Yeah. And it gives you a buffer against the world. Absolutely. And all of, all of that and more can be found on your website. You mentioned the webinars. And so, yeah, you can view webinars on financial, um, the financial climate, current events, um, you know, as well as interviews with like Coast to Coast and other interviews. And then you've got your books. Your music, such a joy, on there. Um, you can schedule, you can sign up for the newsletter, of course. Um, also schedule readings. 
So that's really interesting. And then um, because I that's I'm, I know that people seek you out a lot for these type of specialized astrological readings. But yeah, all of this and more at um, MitchAstro.com. I'm also in the process of putting together a website for my music uh, because my music career goes all the way back. <laughs> and I've, re- I've made uh, hundreds of recordings. I had an album, which is what's up on that on my website. And it charted, uh, you know, it was on the charts a little bit. And uh, I just want people to have access to the music. I don't think I'm going to be a rock star at this point. Um, but I, I had a career and I made I made a living playing piano, running a rock and roll band. You yeah. know, and it was quite fun and ran into all the stars. Yeah. I'll tell you a story someday about that too. When my band used to finish playing and James Taylor would come up at two in the morning and sit there and play guitar and sing until five in the morning. And we'd all be sitting there mesmerized. Oh my God. All the stars, I, you know, when I met them all, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, um, Mitch, it's really great to connect with you and talk to you about these fascinating topics because astrology really does impact every aspect of our life and even ones that we can't imagine. Right. So this has been extremely interesting. And I know that our listeners are going to find it interesting as well. Is there any last thought, anything we didn't cover that you think is important? Anything that you think that people need to know that we haven't said? Christy, I can talk about astrology for 12 hours and only get only skim the surface of it. There is so much that goes into studying whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, You know, again, just to use as an example, I wanted to be a really good piano player. And I was lucky that my father knew somebody uh, who ran in those days the Dick Cavett Orchestra. And his son was studying with somebody. Uh, and so I was able to get an in and study with this wonderful teacher, Sanford Gold. Sandy had been, you know, well-known jazz player for many, many years, and I wanted to learn jazz. Even though a lot of my music is pop, I love pop songs. So I'm always trying to write what I think are hits or or the deep singer-songwriter type of material that my generation did. But I wanted the chops. And so I learned and I worked. In fact, we, we worked on Chopin. And I said, why do I have to study this? And Sandy was a gruff guy, a sweetheart, but, you know, shut up and play. And so I studied Chopin and Bach and all of the, that stuff. And at one point, he said to me, okay, we're working on Chopin etudes. He says to me, now I want you to take this apart and put, put together what these chords are. And it was all jazz. The chords that I was studying in jazz, six, nine chords, flat nine, flat 13 chords, all these weird chords that you hear jazz players playing, it's all in Chopin. He broke it up, but those are the chords. And I started to realize how Sandy's mind worked and what a, what a genius he was. I mean, he was truly one of the great piano teachers of all time. And so whatever it is, you know, what makes me a good astrologer isn't just studying astrology. It's everything I do. It's learning about food. It's learning about diet. It's learning about money. I learned more about astrology by studying 
on the by, by working on the floor of the exchange and I could have learned doing a, a million readings because I took I had my calendars, my astrology calendars, and I was making notes on every single day on every commodity that I was trading. What aspect hit, why that commodity went up, why it went down two days later, and I saw astrology work on a massive world uh, level every single day of the week for for 14 years. So I really got it. And then when I went back, pulled back, because 9-11 happened and all my friends died and I lost my trading accounts, whatever, you know, stuff happens, as they say. Uh, and I went back into music, but continued to do the, the commodities. And I started to put my notes in order. And that's why I switched now. I do more stocks than commodities just because it's easier and I don't want the headaches anymore of it. Uh, but when I look at a person's chart now, I have all those years of seeing the collective work with astrology and seeing how it affects world events. And like I said before, I've made an incredible number of, of correct predictions. I don't predict a thousand. There are people, astrologers will put out their New Year's Eve and they'll predict 50 things for the next year, and one or two will come true, and those are the ones they put on their website. Look, I predicted this. What about the 48 that you were wrong about? (laughs) I make very few predictions, and most of them come true because I want to be sure about what I'm saying because there's a great power to astrology. You can affect people's lives deeply. If you use the astrology and you're not thinking it through, and you tell somebody, well, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Oh, my God, you're fighting the hell out of it. Right. Very, very careful how I do that. Right. Yeah, because you're, you're, you've got people's trust in your hands, and that's sacred. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Um, mm-hmm. This is very, very interesting. And I cannot wait to read your Astrological Detective series. That's gonna I'm be- glad. I think that's wonderful, Christy. Let me know what you think. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Pleasure to you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals 
that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.